It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting After Show, where we continue to clean out on our BSAs of the week, awards, recommendations, and anything else we feel is lending superlative support in our lives this week. Um, Amen. 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 I'm still Colin Drucker. And I'm Nick Kachanov. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back to our second after show. It wasn't a fluke last week. Um, (laughs) I, I love these after shows because it's just like, I think I said this last week, and I've said this about nuance episodes on All Right Mary, or like Patreon episodes where it's like, ah, a loose agenda, you know? It's like- um, Yes, freeform like sc- conversation. Yeah, yeah, like in school when, you know, you only have class till like noon, and then there's like a class party in the afternoon with dominoes. I feel like <laughs> this is the class party with dominoes, you know? That's true. Valentine's Day, that was always a good holiday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, did you have, when you were in school, like, if there was a class party, were, like, class moms there to help, like, facilitate? Or was it all just, oh, like, yeah. school? Oh, yeah. My people? mom, Deb, my mom, Deb, mm. Yeah, uh, she was the ultimate. She was a PTA mom. She was a homeroom mom. She actually was like a lunch lady for a brief really? period of time. Oh yeah, she's worn many hats over the years. My mom. It's like I feel like she just <laughs> and hairnets. She didn't work. <laughs> yeah, like a ter- she. Didn't, my dad just like he worked for the postal service like his entire life. He just had one job, as many mm-hmm. men his age do. And my mom didn't work like when we were kids. And then once it was like middle school, high school, she's like, I guess I should get a job. And she was like a lunch lady. She sold she sold Avon. She was an oh, wow. she was like the queen of Avon. She was great. Um, and what else? She worked at like a clothing store for a bit. Um, there's like a whole bunch of other things, too. But yeah, she was always around. Everyone knew my mom and everyone loved her, too. So she was she was definitely one of those homeroom moms as well. Wow. Deb. I mean, yeah. Super mom. I, I aspire to this. I aspire to that level of momming. You know? <laughs> I know. Uh, but it was always fun because everyone got, like, uh, going back to Valentine's Day, I loved that everyone got a Valentine and you were allowed to give boys Valentine. Oh, no one thought yeah. anything of it. I mm-hmm. wonder if that's, like, still a thing. I hope it is. Yeah, I wonder what that's like now. I wonder, I mean, I also feel like now, you know, in 2021, I feel like there's just, it, somehow it's also more complicated, you know, like there's there's probably yeah. more rules about Valentine's, you know, a la like peanut allergies. Like there's probably yeah. more restrictions around what you can give, you know? I know. I hope there aren't like moms and dads out there that just make like girl Valentine's for their little sons and that's that's all they're allowed to give. That would be sad because Ugh. who cares? Plus yeah. it's like candy, you know, like you, you can give candy to everyone. So, right. Yeah. Candy has no preference. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But I do. Um, I know. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, today in our in our uh, BSAS, I guess you could call it. Yeah, BSAS. Yeah, in our BSAS, uh, we are, as we said last week, we're going to continue some awards coverage and talk about the Screen Actors Guild nominations. Um, yeah. Of course, that's those are not going to be uh, 
happening until early April. But um, I'm I'm very excited about these nominations. It's more. It's I think we were saying last week with the Golden Globes. It's like the SAGs are kind of like, oh, this is what we wanted. Oh, thank you. This is what I was looking for. Yeah, it's kind of like the less tone deaf um, award nominations of just like the people that we wanted to see in the Golden Globes mm-hmm, were nominated mm-hmm. for SAGs, which is exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously we'll talk about some BSAs of the week. I've got one yeah. that I'm just like uh, brimming the queen out about. And, Can't uh, wait. Yeah, and and that'll be that. So uh, should we jump into these these SAGs? Yeah, I don't know where you want to start. It's like, a, is it is it best how what do they call it? Like best ensemble? They don't necessarily call it best picture. Yeah. So all of it, I you know, it makes sense because Screen Actors Guild Awards. But I love that all of it is acting related. And so there is like outstanding performance by a cast. Um, there's yes. even outstanding performance by a stunt ensemble. So how do you like Which that? Which is super cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in uh, on TV, it's outstanding ensemble in a drama series or a comedy series. So um, and then of course, obviously the individual nominations. So yeah. I think where I would love to start is where the SAGs got it right for me, and that was the recognition and nomination of Michaela Cole in the category of Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Television Movie or Limited Series. Yes. Um, I feel like her omission in the Golden Globes, it was like, well, fuck the Golden Globes. I didn't like you anyway. Um, <laughs> no, you I'll lesser show you a pair Oscar. of Golden Globes. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, the the SAGs really kind of like picked my spirits up again, uh, nominating both the show and Michaela Cole in outstanding performance in a, by female actor. So, um, yeah, do you think that she could win this, Colin? I honestly, I'm looking at. I mean, she's up against some juggernaut. Like, there's Kate Blanchett and Mrs. America, which I know had like m- mixed reviews, and she didn't really win anything before this. I feel like mm. it's just like, well, we got to put Kate in there, right? Right, and it is a great performance. Sure. But um, I don't know. I I didn't love Mrs. America as much as I was hoping I would. You know, yeah, when we I really did hope. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seemed like the best supporting actress juggernaut. And and certainly with Tracy Ullman, Margot Martindale and Uzo Aduba, like there's certainly I think there has been recognition across the cast. But yes, um, uh, even even Sarah Paulson, she, there's this one episode in the series that's focused on her and she does a great job. So, uh, I mean, she's in the whole series, but there's one that's definitely just about her character. Um, But I think, I mean, you know, up against Kate Blanchett, Nicole Kidman and The Undoing, which you did see or you haven't seen? I have not seen because uh, Las Culturistas spoiled it for me, but I was like, I was open to it. I was like, I probably won't watch this. Really, I feel like Nicole Kidman's wig was nominated for this category <laughs> because that's, that's all, all I, anyone's talking about. Yeah, I, I would need someone to pop in. And maybe I said this last week because remember we talked about this. Like, I need someone to give me a reason to watch The Undoing, even if I know the ending, you know? Yes. Um, yes. Give me an entry point. Uh, who else is in it? Does Nicole have a moment? You know, you you folks, if you're listening to the Best Supporting After Show, you know you know what kind of carrots these rabbits are looking for. So help <laughs> yeah. us out. Uh, and then you have Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit, which honestly, like, that's probably my second vote after Michaela mm-hmm. Cole. Um, mm-hmm. And then Carrie Washington for Little Fires Everywhere. I think I feel that everyone loves Carrie. She's great. I think that's just like a standard. I'm glad she got nominated. Poor Reese. She was not nominated for anything this year. She's in like seven different shows. I know, <laughs> it's right? Okay. She's doing all right. 
Yeah, I haven't seen Little Fires everywhere, but I've seen that one monologue that Kerry Washington does, you know, where she's she's snapping back at Reese Witherspoon and she has that great line of like um, every white woman, woman every white woman wants to be friends with her maid or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was yeah. just like, "Ooh, okay. I'm interested." Like that's one of those things. It's give an example for the undoing. If there's a moment like that, if there's a confrontation like that or like a who shit moment like that, then I'll watch. I just need to know yes. it's in there, you know? Uh, it's the baby and the king cake for me, you know? Yeah, the baby and the king cake. I uh, <laughs> love that. Happy Mardi Gras, everyone. Yeah, happy Mardi um, Gras. Yeah. You know what I watched last week or maybe the week before, too, and I, I don't know if I texted you about it, but I had never seen um, ooh, the movie with uh, Taraji B. Henson, and it's about space. Oh, hidden figures. Yes, gosh. I feel like I was playing like a party game. <laughs> I loved it. I was in heaven. I was like, this is my kind of party game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know that we, I, but I I saw like the scene yes. where she like talks about the bathroom and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was spellbinded by her. I was like, this is crazy that she didn't get nominated for this. Yeah, I think the my, the line is like, and a coffee pot that nobody fills. Yes. Oh, oh. none of you will drink out that, of or something Oh, that none like of you that. will, maybe that's it. None of you will drink out of or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's my yeah. monologue, that nobody yeah. fills. <laughs> I yell, I, I say it to Keon every morning. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, that's... Um, Hidden Figures is a great movie, but really that that moment is uh, is the moment. Is the moment. Yes, yeah, so, certainly. We're rooting for Michaela Cole. I'd be happy with Anya Taylor Joy, but I'd be more happy for Michaela. I think that that's that would be a, that would be a really lovely night for her. I I love watching the SAGs. It's like an hour long. It's on like TBS or something. Like yeah, it's great. It's I've, great. You know, I've never watched them. I don't think oh, I even. Colin, you gotta. It's I really didn't even special. Realize they were televised. They are. It's, I honestly, I do think they are on TBS. I I know I was like making a joke there, but they could be on a different channel this year. I don't know how it's going to span out with the pandemic or what they're up to. I didn't really mm. read into it that much. So you're uh, not stand wrong by with that. Yeah, you're not wrong. It says on Wikipedia that it broadcasts a simultaneous broadcast on both TBS and TNT. Oh, yeah, TNT characters TNT. welcome. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> Or is that USA? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, I don't Every know. Every time Whenever I think it... of like TNT or T, like, I just think of like the closer. Oh my God. I was <laughs> literally going to say the exact same thing. I was literally saying whenever I think of TNT, I think of the closer and I think of Saving Grace. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, that's so, so good. It's so funny. <laughs> Who's they, who's the, <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Say, they both came out at the same time, and I remember it was this whole thing of like Kira Cedric and Holly Hunter in these like strong female character roles, and and yes. Johnny and I always talk about an All Right Mary that the the promos that Holly Hunter would do for Saving Grace, and she's like, yeah, Grace is a she's really, she's sexy, she's really she's a sexy girl, <laughs> and that was like she she always talked about it as being sexy, and I, I can't she's find those she. clips anywhere, but. Oh, I wish we had them. I yeah. I was watching. Um, of course, I was on TikTok and I saw like a Billy on the Street clip, and he goes up to this one man and he's like, "What, sir? What do you think of Kira Sedgwick?" And he's like, "Who?" And then he says, "Kira Sedgwick." He's like, "Oh, Kira Sedgwick, I love her." And it's obviously like an older gay man in New mm-hmm. York walking, and he's like, "I love Kira Sedgwick." Sedgwick, and he's like, "I think I met her, John." 
Kira Sedgwick. And it, Billy just like, <laughs> Billy says, oh, this is the gayest thing ever. And then he just walks away. He's like, this is so gay. The way he says, John, oh. Kira Sedgwick, uh, that one time. And then like, he, Billy's already gone. It's so, so yeah. good. I'll send it to you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, I would love to see that. That is, that's so, that's so gay. I love even Billy's like, okay, I think this has yeah, even gone beyond my pay too grade. Much for me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, where to next, Colin? Where would you like to go? Well, well, while we're in the category of television, why don't we talk about uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a drama series? Because yes. it's only, if you're fans of Ozark or The Crown, then you're yeah. going to love this category because that's the, the only show. The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a crown. Uh, that's those are the only two shows nominated in this category. Yeah, a little annoying, but fine, fine. Yeah. Ugh, those Ozark all white women too as yeah. well. So there's mm-hmm. that's that's also equally annoying. But um, so we have Gillian Anderson, Olivia Coleman, and Emma Cora, and that's kind of like the holy trinity. I, I'd say they they left out um, Helena Bonham Carter, but mm. it's fine, it's fine. And then Julia Gardner and Laura Lenny for Ozark too. I'd say. I'm still kind of secretly rooting for Gillian Anderson, like we talked about for the uh, the Globes, but I do feel I feel like Gillian Anderson has a better shot here. But I wouldn't be surprised if like Laura took it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like for old times' sake, but I don't know what she's like in the community. You know what I mean? Is she well liked? I worry I, for her. I hope so. I I like the idea that that you know, kind of like going up to an actor and be like, uh, "What do you think of What do you think of Laura Linney?" You know, and and then they're like, "Oh." Laura Linney I think uh, you know John Laura Linney (laughs) you know like that's what I'm hoping it is John Laura Linney (laughs) perfect callback perfect um yeah I because I feel like the SAG awards too there was one category oh I can't I didn't write it down because much like the Golden Globes I didn't really write down a lot of the men's category but I feel like it's best actor and or best supporting actor in a drama series or uh, or however it's listed but it's mm-hmm. the guy and i know you didn't finish the queen's gambit but it's the guy who um teaches her chess at the orphanage oh i yeah i'm looking at the oh yes bill camp yes who, yes who plays the yeah the janitor of course of course um yeah he got nominated actually that category is really interesting because he and david diggs were nominated David Diggs for yes, Hamilton, yes. obviously. David, yeah. yeah, sorry. I like had an aneurysm there. Sorry. Yeah, David like... Diggs in the Queen's Gambit, remember? <laughs> he sang that Just song rap, about... about chess. <laughs> yeah. And pills. Um, but yeah. I, but I'm just glad. I feel like that's sort of like uh, a moment for everyone to kind of recognize him. I feel like I, I don't really recall seeing him in other shows or movies, but I feel like he's just been around. But I'm glad that he got a little bit of a nod there. That's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bill Camp is like a he's like a character actor. So it's like one of those people where you know his face and you've probably seen him in a thousand things, but like it's kind of like, oh, and now people know his name. That's nice. Yes, exactly. Um but I I'm hoping, yeah, it's like I guess I'm I'm trying to make a point, but I, I guess I lost it about like how sometimes like for instance, not that she didn't deserve it, because we love Betty White. But like sometimes Betty White will win for like hot in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not it's, it's more so based on like, oh, we just love Betty and let's let's just give it to her, you know. Um, right. So that's why I'm hoping maybe like if Laura Linney, you know, packs that much of a punch within the community, like she could take it. But um, we'll see what happens. That's an interesting category for the female actor in a drama yeah. series. 
and maybe I'll finally watch Ozark and we'll stop blindly hating on it. So yeah. Um, but in terms of things I have seen, let's talk about outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series. Yes. Uh, because except for the flight attendant, I feel like I can speak to this category because I've seen all of the other performances in fall. Um, I am fascinated by the flight attendant. I, it feels to me like, I don't know if, if like the gays love this, but it feels like something the gays would love, you know? Um, but yeah. I, I haven't gotten, Twitter hasn't told me if the gays approve of this. So, um, gays help me out, but, uh, yeah, I know Keon binged it. He loved it. Oh, um, that's a gay. He, yeah, he loves it. Gay. He's gay. That's John, something. Keon. Keon. <laughs> like, the flight attendant. Keon. <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco. Keon. Kaylee. Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> She's the girl from the Big Bang Theory. You know that show. <laughs> I know. Jim Parsons. I know. So too, Steve Carell was robbed. Steve Carell's Emmys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, but he really liked it. I know like a lot of other gays on like Instagram and Twitter are also liking it for like camp reasons, but also like they genuinely like it too. So that's cool for her. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, Christina Applegate and Linda, Linda Cardellini were nominated for Dead to Me, which I am so happy to see because I, I obviously, you know, Annie Murphy and Catherine O'Hara are nominated as well for Schitt's Creek, and I expect, it's hard to see them stacked against each other, I expect one of them to win, I assume Catherine O'Hara will, but, yeah, like, I'm assuming, yeah, but my, my, like, secret, you know, like, if it were to happen, if Christina Applegate were to win, I wouldn't be disappointed, because she's just so fucking good in that show. They are really good, and it's just, like, there's so much, it's like an embarrassment of riches in that category too. Cause like sometimes there's just like, you know, such a standout and like an, in a weaker year she could have it, but it's mm-hmm. just, there's a lot, a lot of great yeah, women. And it, it's, and it's interesting to think of comparing say like Catherine O'Hara to Christina Applegate or having them having to choose between the two of them because it's, it's like, where do you find the kind of comparison point? Like these are such, you know, equally committed, but different performances and, and the places Christina Applegate has to go Catherine O'Hara doesn't, but then the kind of, I don't know, how iconic Moira Rose is because of what Catherine yeah. O'Hara has brought to that performance is kind of unmissable. And then there's Annie Murphy, who's just like bringing nuance to every gesture in her performance. And it's like, oh, God. Um, yeah. How do you say which one's better based on what, you know? I know. I would love a tie. Yeah. Cool. Ugh. Yeah, if they all just like, you know, it was like Mean Girls and they all just broke the SAG apart and took a piece <laughs> yeah, of it. Exactly. Uh, so then I think, you know, that's those are the TV ladies. There's there's men who've been nominated, but I think, I mean, I, I'm sure you're pleased to see that someone from Bridgerton, whose name I can't uh, pronounce correctly, has yeah, been nominated. Yeah, he played the Duke, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, he is. Simon. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm going to have to like take a cold shower if I talk about him because he's, oh. he's just like the perfect man. And so sexy and brooding and, um, you know, emotionally unavailable. He's, <laughs> you know, the perfect man. Right. Perfect. Um, exactly. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the little cherry on the Sunday. And he's unavailable. Yes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's great in it. And I'm, I'm glad to see that show um, recognized. I feel, was it, did they categorize or was that nominated? Oh, yeah, it was. It was nominated mm-hmm. for ensemble in a drama series i don't know if we're ready to go there yet but maybe that's, that's like a natural segue yeah, here that's what i was looking at and it's just like a huge cast of people uh in that so it's like i don't know that that's uh i'm intrigued by bridgerton but i haven't 
it, it hasn't got its hook in me yet. Yeah, I don't I I don't think you'd love it, but it's only seven episodes, like and they're mm. hour episodes too. I think you would enjoy it, but you might not love it, and maybe mm. you it, you could take your time with it. But I honestly think that might win. I know Better Call Saul is like that standard. The Crown, maybe The Crown will win. Who knows? Ozark right. and then Love uh, Lovecraft Country, Country County. Country <laughs> Lovecraft. Okay, sorry. I know. I, yeah, it, it was a typo on my notes, and I was like, "Is it County?" Um, but I, I feel like Bridgerton is the hot show. The Crown might take it, but I have I have no idea really. At the end of the day, what will happen? Yeah, I think in terms of outstanding performance by an ensemble in a comedy series, I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring for Shit's Creek. I just that feels to me the like the yes, the, even not based on like oh based on the other shows, but just based on like what. Shit's Creek to me feels like part of its success is its ensemble work. And yes, I just make sense to me for that kind of recognition for that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, and that's just purely based on emotion. So it's not based on, you know, watching Ted Lasso and comparing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, although I've heard such great things about Ted Lasso. I do not have Apple TV. I don't know if you do, Colin. I do don't. I don't. Yeah. So My, it's... Yeah, mm. I'm hearing people that I that I like know and trust that are like it it's just as feel good inspirational sort of like uh, it's just it's like in the same neighborhood as Shits Creek. Okay. And that Jason Sudeikis is great and it's just like a really great uh comedy on okay. Apple TV. All right. So and I know Apple TV is only like four ninety nine a month, but I, I just like haven't got around to it yet. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's just like I, <clears throat> I another gave streaming in. thing. It's another, yeah. I just got Peacock because I was like, well, you know, I, I'm gonna need this, and uh, and it was like, okay, well, the, uh, let me use the subscriptions I have. You know, let me. I mean, I bought like the Criterion Channel like a year ago, yes. and I used it like three times. So yeah, I don't um, think I've used it either. I know you gave me the credentials, and I, I think it was just that one movie. I can't remember what we watched. Yeah, it was for some episode. Yeah, but yeah. it's <clears throat> you know, it's like. In the the era of subscriptions where I'm just forgetting that I'm just paying for these things and not using mm-hmm. them. So um, and then it renews and you're like, oh, I don't have the strength to like call them and like argue this because right. anxiety. Right, <laughs> At least exactly. For me. I yeah. can't do it. That's how I feel about Blue Apron. I'm just like, skip this week, skip this week, skip this week. I just don't want to go through the process of breaking up with them. Yeah, ugh, yeah, it's too much. Um, so let's talk about the movies that have been or the, yeah. the movie performances that have been nominated. Um, so let's go to the category, you know, our, our sort of bread and butter, outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Interesting mix. Um, I, you know, once again, the, the, you know, the performance that sticks in my craw is Maria Bakalova in Borat's subsequent movie film. I just don't get it. I, it was yeah. fine, but I like it's not that she was bad. I'm just am shocked that it has risen to the level of like she's probably going to get an Oscar nomination. Interesting. I just realized this like right now, not to interrupt that thought too, that um, Amanda Seyfried is nowhere on this list. Ooh, I did not pick that up. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. Yes, yeah, she's not. Uh, but um, Yoo Jung Yoon from Minari is. Yes, um, which is And great. I feel like that was kind of the like, got snubbed from the Golden Globes, was getting lots of, um, it, you know, it, it just, it, it kind of reminds me of like, last year it was like the grandmother from the farewell. I felt like it was getting the same kind of recognition. You know, obviously, you know, there's, there's sort of a um, similar sort of cultural story being told, not totally yeah. the same. 
uh, but I, there was a similar character, kind of a similar feeling of like, oh, you know, here's this amazing woman in this in this performance that, <clears throat> you know, needs to be discovered and like expected to kind of rise to, you know, Oscar level status and then just didn't get there. Um, so I'm kind of having not seen Minari, but I guess like justice for the grandma and the farewell. Uh, yeah. I want to see her get to the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. I, it, Helena Zengel for News of the World feels like, I, I feel like she'll make it to the Oscars. Like, I feel like there's always that random teenage girl who's, you know, sometimes nominated for something like that. And she might be incredible. I'm not knocking her. I just haven't seen it. So there's that. But um, I'm wondering how many of these will carry over. I just don't know. I am uh, not surprised to see Glenn Close here, but I guess the question is like, is is that the one I'm gunning for? You know, um, I just, I I just can't find myself. I can't find enough enthusiasm for Glenn to win. Like, I mean, the SAG Awards is fine, but I guess I'm thinking of this as like the precursor to the Oscars of like, if she goes to being nominated for an Oscar, like, yeah, I want Glenn to win, but I don't want her to win this year for this performance. You know, I know. Yeah, it's like we've Zoom zoom glenn close like i just i don't want it yeah but also it is like the ultimate irony and maybe that is what i don't know i don't know because i and also we haven't seen the father yet as we said before i i need to get a hold of it whenever it's out i don't really know but i feel like it's soon or is that the end of the month yeah it's like next week i think it comes out yeah okay that needs to happen yeah i think once i see the father then i can um, if once I see the father of it, yeah, yeah, and Minari, I do want to see that as well. I think yes. once I see that, then I can make like an educated decision on this. I know. Um, news of the world, someone's going to need to kind of sell me on that. I feel yeah, like yeah, I'm not um, running towards that. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm not into like Civil War era anything. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me, so, me either. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. I, I, a lot of expected performances and a surprise nomination for Amy Adams and Hillbilly yeah. Elegy. Let's talk about it. I yeah. who did she bump out of that? That's Was a good it, question. Because um, the Golden Globe had someone for. Uh, I'll look it up as we talk. Yeah. To, but, um, yeah, because the other, I mean, the expected nominations were Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Oh, it's Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Oh, That's right, kind of right. Out. Yeah, which I haven't seen, but uh, I, I feel like the fact that she was nominated, I was like, oh, what's this? What's this performance over here? I'll yes. look at that. Yes, um, so... And I feel that the four, the rest of the four women in this category are probably what's going to be the Oscar category. So it's like that I fifth agree. slot that is kind of unpredictable at this point, I guess. I'm not yeah. sure who will fill that, but it's exciting. Yeah, I feel like these other four are kind of locked in. It just seems, uh, and I'm excited to, to whenever I can get a hold of Nomadland to see that. Oh, um, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. And I have been, no pun intended, sitting on Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, same. I don't know why. Maybe this weekend. I think it's time for me to just right? sit down and watch it. I, I, don't, I don't know, know why, why I'm hesitating. I feel like it's going to be heavy, but that's never stopped me before. So I need to shut up about it and just, and just yeah. watch it. Yeah. And I know it's so, going to be great. I'm going to love Viola. I'm going to love Chadwick Boseman. Boseman and um, it's, it's going to be beautiful. 
Yeah, so maybe our next after show, uh, maybe we'll be able to see one or two of these performances, and we kind of we can fill in fill in the gaps of you know. Okay, yeah. we watched my Rainey's Black Bottom. Here are our thoughts. Um, yeah, and then hopefully we can get our hands on Nomad Land the next week. Yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. I love. That. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. So that'll maybe be part of our uh, our after show for the next few weeks is like getting a chance to see these performances and, and make educated decisions. So yes, um, yes, yes. So for anyone who's just like, well, why are you talking about these nominations if you haven't seen any of these performances? It's like this is just chapter one. We're just naming them, and then we're gonna watch yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> this is the blueprint. Exactly. Um, and so then, uh, I mean, in terms of, you know, male actors and leading role and supporting role, I don't know if there's any that I'm, uh, you know, dying to talk about or have even really seen to, to lend any, uh, perspective on, but, um, lots of men are nominated. So that's fun. Yeah. I feel like Chadwin Boseman. Ch- I don't want to, why do I keep saying Chadman? Chadwick Boseman. I'm like confusing the last name. Um, it's kind of a lock for best actor. I feel, mm-hmm. I don't know if Anthony Hopkins might, you know, get the globe or something like that, or maybe get the SAG and then Chadwick gets the Oscar and it doesn't take away from that performance uh, because I've heard it's amazing, but it's just kind of, it's not as exciting to talk about because it, it feels that that's the way that everyone is, uh, is leaning. But once we see the movie, we obviously can talk more about him. So I'm yeah. excited for that. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I was wondering, you know, would this be, was, was the recognition, how much of this recognition, cause he's, he's nominated for like, out, you know, in supporting role for *The Five Bloods*, he's nominated for lead actor in *Ma Rainey's Black Bottom*. Like he's, mm-hmm. uh, he's just everywhere. And I was wondering, like, how much of this is being informed by kind of honoring the actor, and how much of this is like, no, really, this is the best male performance. And that's what I've heard is that, at least in *Ma Rainey's Black Bottom*, that like, really, he's like the standout. And yeah, 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 and may even like overshadow her. And thought, well, that's okay. That's then I'm intrigued. You know? Oh yeah. Sign me yeah. up. I can't wait. And speaking of The Five Bloods and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, those are two of the five um, nominees for Best Performance. Uh, how do I, how is it listed? All I wrote was like a Best Ensemble Performance. Yeah. Outstanding Performance by a Cast in a Motion Picture. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the rest of the, the other three are Minari, One Night in Miami, and Trial of the Chicago Seven. And I just love that four of these nominees are just like an, a cast entirely of people of color. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's really great um, to see. Yeah, I feel like the uh, the the female nominations are are mostly white, but the male nominations are a little more diverse. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, we need to do something. better, but it, it is like we have Michaela Cole. That's all that really right. I was right. looking for. <laughs> I just I feel like I I'm just so attached to that show, and just so it just feels to me like such a huge accomplishment that like the recognition would feel like, okay, good. People saw this, they heard it, they felt it. Like, I just, I felt like I May Destroy You was doing something so new and so unique and so powerful that it's like, how are we stacking this up against the undoing, you know? Yeah, or Emily in Paris. But like we said Mm. last week, they probably would have not been in the same category. Just thinking more about, I know we had like a couple tweets and oh, emails and stuff yeah. like that people chiming into and it's true they, they it would have been limited series or uh, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing too like colin it's only gonna be that one season like right. as far as i know there is no like you know fleabag season two you know or like was there two seasons of fleabag 
There were two seasons of Fleabag, yeah. Yeah, I there's think, not going to yeah. be a third one, and for this, there's not going to be a second season that, that I know of. So mm. it's like, this is the only time that we can really give this show its due, and <sighs> yeah, I just hope I, it gets some Emmy love, too. I, I It has yeah. to. It has to. Yeah. Um, but I worry, because well, that's so far out, in a way. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess, when are the Emmys? When does that, when does that happen? Typically, like, September or something like that. I oh don't know. Gosh. But I know I don't know how, like, COVID is... Um, what yeah, I guess everything's to the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's pushed back. Yeah. So, well, certainly the SAGs are an interesting mix. Um, I mean, I think, you know, in terms of other award, uh, I mean, there's like the critics choice we could talk about at some point. There's, you know, uh, I mean, but I think really the next, the next round of awards we're going to be keen to talk about are the Oscars. So, yes. um, Ooh, can't wait. We shall see. Um, so moving on from awards talk, I think that brings us to, of course, our BSAs of the week, uh, in which, of course, our lovely listeners know we queen out on a food or a performance. I don't know why I'm starting with food, but a food <laughs> or a performance food. or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress in our lives this week. Mm. I have... Uh, yeah, go for it. Three nominees, actually, and I don't know how many you have, so we can compare notes and then I can start or... Who I have that? one big one, so why don't you why don't you start? Ooh, I hope I don't. I feel like I'm gonna mention it, and I I want to like I want to like try to guess and save that. I I will definitely start with the little ones, not little because they're important in my book, and I know they are in yours. So the first thing this happened just like two days ago. Um, Dublin Zoetrope made the hours filter on Instagram of what mm. woman of the hours are you. Or which woman? I don't know what's more grammatically correct there. Where it just like sorts through names and then it shows you who you are, and it's just one of those dumb things that you know have been around for years. But this is, you know, this is the one we've been waiting for, Colin. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. This is like when I see things like that, I'm like, okay, you're not alone in this world. Like there are other people who are like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I get it. I get what's important. You know? Oh God! And just like the one that I got was. Uh, whatever whatever claire danes's character was called or something right. like that it was so perfect and i just love the snark and i i messaged him and he said he almost didn't make it because he thought it was too niche and i was like no oh. this is this is what you need to be doing because the people that get it get it so right. please please make many more of those i don't i don't know how difficult they are to make i'm sure it was like a labor of love i wouldn't even know where to start with something like that but um that yeah. was bringing me a lot of joy I love that. I mean, I th I feel like when something feels too niche, like that's your cue to do it. Because like at this point, like I've been shocked by the like the things that I've like mentioned or like things that have been recommended to me where I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I didn't know there was anyone else out there that like thought that or saw that or felt that or was aware of that actor. And so it's just like it's so much more valuable than like you know, choosing the choosing the one that's going to have the broadest appeal, you know? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So thank you, Dublin Zoetrope, as always, for your for your work. <laughs> yes, yeah, for your contribution um, to, you know, making these references so we don't lose these references. Yes, and speaking of just like BSA love and dedication and an entire TikTok account dedicated to it, I stumbled upon this. The TikTok handle is huge as mammoth. Dot films and I say that very slowly so everyone can write it down huge as H and that's not like a Z it's a S and then mammoth mm. dot films and I believe it's this um, 
this person called Nirupam, and they have created just like honestly i couldn't have done it better myself and mm. so many like these montage like i i honestly am so interested in jenna rollins now that like i feel like i have to go watch her entire like filmography of just like the, the brilliance of her because i i obviously knew that she was you know i've heard buzz before that like she's incredible and like i you should watch her films but like that i think that's one of her favorite actresses um at least that they were featuring too. So, but it's it's yeah. like montage. It's like a Tony Collette montage. There's like a, a montage of like actresses that should have won Oscars by now. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. everything that we've ever talked about and more in a TikTok account. And I know I sent it to Colin. What are your thoughts, Colin? Oh, I mean, it was literally everything, like everything I've been looking for. It's like, I've been, I haven't quite found my entry point to TikTok. I think that Julian Brzezinski has been an entry point. Thank you yes. to you. Um, and then this account, like it's, it's a similar experience I've had with Instagram where I'm like, I just, this doesn't, none of what I'm, I mean, I'm, I follow, I don't have a logic to who or what I follow that is like content that I'm really like interacting with. There's a few accounts where I'm like, okay, this is a reason to go on Instagram every day. Um, but for the most yeah. part, I'm like, what am I doing here? And yeah. with TikTok, it was kind of like, you know, it, it sort of, it would, to me, I guess it's like when you go into like a restaurant, like a, a place that has a really weird way of doing things where like, first you get in this line and you fill out this, this like thing and then you turn it, you hand it in and then you go to this over, you know, over here to this other, you know, bar. And then like, I don't know, I think of like these like $20 salad places in New York, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, there's a whole process. And if you know, you know, and if you don't, you know, you're just like iceberg on the floor. And I <laughs> feel that way about TikTok where I'm just like, I, who do I give, who do I give my order to? And yes. So these accounts are kind of guiding me into TikTok. Of like, here's what TikTok can do for you. You know, like uh, here's, here's your place in this weird platform for people much younger than you. And it's, I mean, yeah, this account has like favorite monologues and like, you know, moments of subtle acting. I mean, just, yes. again, all of the stuff where I'm like, this is literally what I want. And it's, to me, it's like this variation on cataloging, this like yeah. modern cataloging that just makes me so happy because I just, that that concept, that thing of like just accumulating references and accumulating kind of like, you know, awareness of, you know, an appreciation for these things and kind of, I don't know, just having it all in this little library in your head. Like I've, I've been, that, that's been like my favorite thing to do for like, you know, most of my life. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's just nice to see somebody else doing it and helping to contribute to my own catalog. Yes. And, and Colin, I know this is not as uh, of interest to me, but like they um, also have like a huge like interest in horror movies. So there's a mm. lot of like, deep cuts there that i'm sure you're like yes 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 but some it's like for like 98 percent of it like i'm like oh yes but there's also some things i'm i don't know about that but that's what makes it interesting too like as far as just mm-hmm. like their sort of spin on, and their opinion on these women and like uh, it's there's so much of the uh the like yeah like the cataloging of like everything that we mentioned on the show is already on that page so just yep. go go check it out i spent like an hour on it it's amazing yeah I, I'm yeah. like savoring it because I'm like, oh, this is, I love this. I, yes, I want to watch a compilation of Tony Collette's best performances. Yes. Are you yes. kidding me? Of course I do. I just need it to be like 90 minutes longer. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. 
Um, I have one more runner up and then I will let you say, I'm like, I will let you say yours. I'll oh, allow yeah, it. No, um, no, go ahead. Um, the last one is, uh, this happened on Saturday. I know you tuned in Colin and I know Amanda Kaczynski tuned in to Lady Watch on Clubhouse yeah. live on Clubhouse. I will say what a cool little app. I, I know that Clubhouse is new and it's like. It's like a little bit elitist in the fact that like you have to be invited to it. And I'm sure like the early prototype of this, like obviously people will just keep joining and joining and, and invites. I picture that going away. I don't know how you feel about it, but um, it was so cool. I mean, we love Lady Watch and we're glad that um, they're kind of migrating over to this new platform. Um, what did you think of it, Colin? I loved it. I think that I'm very interested in Clubhouse as a podcaster and as a yeah. listener of podcasts because I think this is it, – it's a natural cousin to podcasting, and it's so accessible. I mean, the way that it works for anyone who's not familiar with Clubhouse is basically, yes, right now it's invite only, and then once you have a Clubhouse you know, account, you can start a chat – where you're just on your phone, like, you know, you're on your phone, somebody else, you know, Nick and I could start a chat where we're just talking about, you know, whatever, we could be doing this show on Clubhouse right now. Yeah. But then other people join the room and like join the audience and can be listening live and then have the option to raise their hands and then join the conversation. Um, and, yeah. you know, so you can kind of come in for a question for a little chit chat. Um, I know you, both you and Amanda joined the conversation on the Lady Watch ch uh, Clubhouse. Yeah, it was fun. It was so exciting. I was like, I know them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, I mean, right now, I think my one question is like, how do we, how do you do it so you can record these conversations and like yeah. share them later? But I feel like Instagram Live has been the same kind of model and people have figured out how to record that. So yes. Um, or maybe yeah, those record automatically. I don't know. In front of you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's really cool. And as far as just like starting a room, it's just like, let's just start this. Like if we were to just tweet one day, like, hey, guys, Colin and I are going to have like a BSA chat about Ma Rainey's Black, Black Bottom or whatever happens mm -hmm. to be. And then you just you just kind of like join and listen. It's yeah. It's like no frills. It's just kind of like. I feel like we can have our AirPods in or something and just talk like and, and like you said, there's not a real way to sort of capture it, but. It's fun. It's really cool. Yeah. So I'm excited. I think they're doing it every, uh, it's noon um, for West Coast, but it's at three o'clock on the East Coast. So that's every Saturday. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. I'm so yeah, glad I'd, they're back. I miss them. I love it. And there's something about the live quality that makes it feel like in a weird way where it's like, oh, I have plans on Saturday. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I have a, I have a show I'm going to go watch or I'm going to go yeah. listen to. And um and it was, yeah, I really, uh, I love it. I'm definitely going to keep tuning in. I love that Lady Watch is back. I think, um, I hope that they're able to find a way of doing it that feels sustainable to them because I could understand how the level of work that they were doing, it was just like, I can't maintain yeah, this every week. I can't. Alerts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciated that level of detail in every episode, but that is clearly a ton of work. Yeah, I feel like if they just made a list of like, five things to talk about like big because there's lady stuff happening all the time so i feel like if they just did that there's they're always going to find something to talk about they're the best right so i'm i'm super happy for them and i hope that they do it forever <laughs> yeah yeah selfishly um, yes i i can't wait so that's exciting okay um your bsa of the week colin so i have one 
one big BSA of the week. I um I have I had seen maybe the first episode of this a while ago and then kind of just didn't I don't know why I didn't go back to it and then uh I don't I know he's a listener of All Right Mary and, and I think in the details um but uh Alex if you're listening who tweeted sent me a message on Twitter saying like if you love the comeback you should really watch in Enlightened with Laura Dern. Oh, um, have you heard of Enlightened? Are you familiar? Yeah, with it? but I would have not thought that that was like a. If you like this, you should watch that. So I'm intrigued. Go for it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And like, you know, I, I was like, I have no reason to not watch this. It's Laura Dern. You know, the whole idea is, you know, her uh, Laura Dern plays this woman named Amy who um, has this sort of uh, high up corporate job at a. Um, essentially like a pharmaceutical company. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, she has a, a total nervous breakdown at the beginning of the first episode. She goes to treatment for a few months and she comes back and she is one of those like, you know, in, enlightened people who's just like, you know, living you know on the pink cloud and it's just giving people hugs and it's just so delusional about like the darkness of reality and it's just living in positive affirmations and journaling and um, and just believes that we can, you know, we can solve all our problems with yoga, you know, and, and it's her kind of coming back to reality and, and confronting reality and, and it, it sort of getting re-enlightened, you know, and kind of sure. getting empowered and, um, and it's, you know, it's darker than the comeback and, and maybe a little bit more pensive and a little more kind of a, an interesting meditation. Like every episode, there is a point where there's, you know, she's narrating and there's kind of a, um, you know, a, a larger observation on, you know, humanity and, and what it means to be happy and things like that. That really, um, I think is, it really works. It doesn't feel heavy handed. It feels like, huh, I, I love that like sincere perspective while at the same time you're watching this woman who is at times kind of like a Michael Scott or a Valerie Cherish, like really frustrating, but like you recognize, it's like, I know who this woman is. I, 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 I get who you are and I just want you to figure it the fuck out. And, um, it's the show is two seasons and it's, uh, like every episode is, you know, 22, 24 minutes. So easy to binge. And it is, Oh my God, it is so good. I mean, just to give like selling points, cause I don't want to give away too much of the plot cause I didn't really know what was going to happen. And I kind of enjoyed that. But, um, in terms of co-stars, uh, Amy, when she gets back from treatment, she has to move in with her mother. And her mother is, of course, played by Laura Dern's real-life mother, Diane Ladd. Uh, oh, so that's really that. fun. And she's great. So she's in the whole series. She's great. Um, in the second season, there's a great... Um, uh, I think she's probably in like two or three episodes, but Molly Shannon is in it. And she's nice. fabulous. Who's nominated for an Emmy. So, you know, uh, for what that's worth. Uh, and there is a scene. So then someone on Instagram, uh, Chantal, if you're listening, you know, it, it helps to have like more than one person like push me to watch something. So she yes. messaged me on Instagram and was like, unbeknownst to, you know, already be, me already being aware of and, and pushed to see Enlightened. It was just the universe sending me another person to promote Enlightened to me. And she said, I, you know, whether you do talk about this in All Right, Mary or Best Supporting Podcast or in the details, I need you to talk about the supermarket scene in season one, episode nine of Enlightened. And I was like, oh, so funny you mentioned that. I just started watching it. I can't wait to get to that episode. 
All I will tell you is that it is a, an extended, loaded conversation between Diane Ladd in a supermarket between Diane Ladd and Barbara Barry. No. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And I didn't know it was going to be Barbara Barry until we got to the supermarket. I knew oh that, like, the supermarket team was coming. God. And, you know, Diane goes to the supermarket and she's in the produce area and she and I hear a voice saying, Helen? And I'm like, is is that Barbara? I and know there that it was. Voice. That voice. Yeah. I want my Barry. And, <laughs> and it's Ugh. So Great. good. And and there's another scene, I think, in season two, there's this incredible moment um, between Laura Dern and Diane Ladd where uh, Amy's having a panic attack. And I won't tell you what happens, but it is, like, it was one of those moments where I just had, like, my hands on my cheeks, like Kevin McAllister, like, I can't believe Ooh. this. I can't believe this. This is so incredible. So. Okay. Enlightened. I what highly... Is it? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Okay, um, good. I was just gonna say. I thought it, it sounds like a stars show to me. Oh yeah, no, it is. It is a, safely on HBO. It, I mean, and it's one of those shows that, like, the moment it starts, you're in. Like, it opens with Amy in a bathroom stall crying at work. Oh, perfect. so like, couldn't be easier to get into. Yay! I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so a lot so of great good. selling points there. Yeah, I think maybe I should. I might get into that. I I do love a half hour show. I hate that I'm one of those gals who are you know uh, I'm a little bit more. I'm less inclined to get into a show if it's an hour long show, which is stupid. I know it's limiting I me know. to like a lot of really great television, but it's like. Also, what the hell am I doing? Like, I have, like, all these plans. I, don't, I have no plans right. except for Lady Watch on, on Saturdays. Right. I have one engagement. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Um, um, yeah. I uh, I hear you. I'm kind of the same way. Like, when I started watching and I looked, oh, how long is this episode? Oh, 24 minutes. Oh, yes. I can do this. It, yes. Um, I, think it's, I think it's fair. I think it's, like, the whole idea of there's so much content right now that it's, like, you know, barriers to entry. It's, like, oh, well, like I don't want to spend an hour on something. Like... I wanted to start watching The Americans because I've heard mm. lots of great things about that and about the acting. And I probably just need to get into it. It's, it's you know, uh, thematically not really my thing in terms of, like, Russian spies in America. But, yeah. um, you know, I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, this is, this is a lot of a commitment. You know, like, I, at what point do I get, like, sucked in and I don't care that it's an hour, you know? Yeah, I, I've i heard great things, and I, I love Carrie, and I know there's, like, some other... Isn't Margot on that, too? Margot's yeah. in it. Yeah, she won, a, I think, an Emmy or Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's... Oh, and someone else, I think... Uh, Lois Smith, I think, is in it. I think someone told oh. me there's a great scene with Lois Smith and <laughs> Margot Martindale. <laughs> I know. So, like, it just seems to me, like... Do I really not have an hour, you know, every couple days to, like, get to know the Americans? Come on. Yes. Yeah, a lot of great TV. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, my big BSA of the week. So great. on to you. Yeah, my BSA of the week is something that has been long anticipated and something that I, I'm ashamed to say I've never seen until this weekend was the Brandy Cinderella on Disney Plus. I had to really think of where it was. I was like, it's HBO Plus. I like right. everything's yeah. just like uh, everything's a Disney plus Max. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had never seen it. I wish, I wish I would have seen this when I was younger because I think it came out when I was eleven and it was in mm -hmm. nineteen ninety seven. 
Um, mm-hmm. And and frankly, I don't know why I never sought it out or like maybe it just wasn't available. Maybe it was like the uh, the bullets over Broadway of Disney movies that you right, just can't right. find anywhere. Um, yeah. uh, but I loved it. It is like an hour and a half. It reminded me of like those good old days when they were ha- would have those like Disney specials on like ABC and you would sit down and it like it, it just brought me back to like a whole different time and like the cat like I just I just hope and I obviously know you and like many other like musical theater people and like just how groundbreaking this casting was and just like the really in my opinion and I know there's obviously maybe shows after and possibly before but the best example of colorblind casting and just you forget about it it does not matter like Mm. it's just like it's all about the First of all, Rob Marshall, I think Rob Marshall, oh God, I hope I'm right. Rob Marshall directed it, um, I think. <laughs> Maybe I'll look it up. Look Can it you up. look that up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And like, it's like Victor Garber, like, and now like we know he's an openly gay man. And like Whoopi Goldberg are like the parents of Paolo Montalban, who is Filipino. It's just like, and I remember like people like being not upset but i would hear like murmurs of like that doesn't make any sense but like it doesn't have to it's just the people playing the characters and that's like that's what it is and you just forget about it the moment it starts i will say like <clears throat> as far as like bsas are concerned the two stepsisters vian cox i love mm. vian cox yeah i love who her is she was 34 when she filmed it, and Bernadette Peters was 49, which is just funny because they look almost the same age, and Vianne Cox is, like, playing <laughs> Bernadette's daughter. And then the late Natalie DeSalle Reed, she just passed away in December of 2020, plays oh, the wow. other stepsister, um, is sensational. They're both really great, and Brandy's great, and Whitney's great, and it's just it was just a lovely sort of, like, Disney nostalgia hug that I needed and didn't know I needed. So I'm, I'm certainly <clears throat> happy that we watched it. Keon didn't know that I had not seen it before uh, until like we were like halfway through, but it was great. And I know like everyone else is freaking about it too, freaking out about it. So um, I just wanted to um, celebrate that. That is my BSA. Yeah. The production. I, I mean, it, mm-hmm. no surprise. I've never seen it, but I have heard of it. I'm familiar with it. Um, yeah. To answer your question, Rob Marshall choreographed and staged the film's musical numbers, according to Wikipedia, okay. there we um, go. There we go. which he credits with teaching him how to choreograph dance sequences for motion pictures. Oh, so, I mean, um, Chicago yeah. might not have happened. There we go. Yeah, right, right. Um, so yeah, I uh, I've heard of it. I feel like I've seen I'm seeing it talked about on Twitter a lot more. So it makes yeah. sense. This is why is that it's out on Disney Plus now. Um, I'll check it out. I mean, that was uh, a recommendation you had made for a potential episode we might do. Uh, so, which could be fun. I feel like if people are really cleaning out on this, then like, let's give the people what they want. And you know, yeah, it's fun. It's a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, too. Like, I feel like it's made. It's a kids' production. Like, there isn't. Everything's larger than life. Jason uh, mm-hmm. Alexander is in it too. He has this accent that, like, frankly, annoys me. Um, but uh, he's really great because he's kind of a song and dance man himself. He has a Tony Award. Isn't that crazy? What did he win a Tony for? He won for Jerome Robbins Broadway. And I believe it, it, like from what I'm reading or what I remember, it's like an anthology sort of musical. Because Jerome Robbins, he choreographed West Side Story Mm -hmm. and like a whole bunch of other great musicals too. So I think Jason Alexander played like the MC um, of sorts. And that's what he won. He won for lead actor in a musical. So a lot of people don't know that. Keon like 
was beside himself when I told him that because it doesn't seem like he would be, but uh, he's great. Yeah. The star of Dunstan Checks In is a Tony <laughs> Award winner. Go figure. Go figure. I know, I know. Ugh, Dunstan Checks In. That's one of those. I have, I have seen Dunstan Checks In probably more than once. And not that I want to see it again, but I would see it again. Just to like, it's just like scratching a scab, you know? I yeah, just is it the same kid as the Santa Claus? Is that the same guy? Same kid, oh, like the bowl cut uh, boy? Bowl cut sounds correct because I think most kids in, in the 90s had a bowl cut. Um I don't know. I don't think I've actually, I don't think I can verify that. I can click on Dunstan Checks In on IMDb and it will tell me oh, that yeah, there's that's a monkey him. in it. I could it's see him. It. It's, yeah, yeah, I could see the work. Or, uh, Fate Dunaway. I could see the uh, the movie poster. Oh, Eric Lloyd. Is that him? I guess so. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, now that we've checked in on Dunstan and Eric Lloyd and Santa Claus, um, I guess that's, that's kind of have. all we got for this week. Yeah. And and what's nice is we don't get played off on these episodes. We don't. So, uh, you know, we can go on as long as we want, but we're not going to because we're done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this was a hoot. And uh, of course, folks, um, you know where to find us, uh, but we would love to hear your Thoughts on the SAGs, your thoughts on uh, Enlightened, on Cinderella. Do you want to hear us do an episode on Cinderella? Uh, you know, are you are you a Lady Watch listener? Can we see you in the clubhouse on Saturdays? Yeah, um, drop, yeah drop us a, a, a tweet or a message on Twitter at BSA Pod. Or you can email us at thebsapod at gmail.com. Um, well, once again, I've got no way to wrap up this episode, but it at least will be better than however we wrapped up, uh, our main episode this week. So, uh, we'll see you next time. (laughs) And that, as they say, is that.